Welcome to Real Job Talk, the podcast about jobs, careers, and what's not said at the water cooler. Well, hello there, Liz. Hello there, Kat. Excited to be talking with you today. And today we've got a doozy, a landmine, a mess, a listener letter. We sure do. Today we're talking about a situation that happens all too often over the course of a career. An unethical boss, manager, CEO, uh, a leader in a company. We've got a letter from a listener, and we're going to address that situation and more. As we said, it's a doozy. And you can be working with an unethical... We're basically going to be talking about working with an unethical person above you on the org chart, whatever that may mean to you. But we are going to address this letter. Kat? All right. Here we go. Hi, Liz and Kat. I've worked for my company for three years, and during that time, I've gotten more and more responsibility and a closer look into the workings of the company, which is in consulting. For the last year, I was worried that my boss was cutting corners and using old research, overcharging clients, and not actually doing the work that we were promising to be doing. Our CEO is close to retirement and is looking at my boss to replace him. Also, My boss's bonus is based on billables, and he just bought a new beach house and a brand new car, but our team bonuses have been flat. If anyone asked about anything in regard to billing or bonuses, he publicly shames us. I had an inkling that everything wasn't right before, and now I'm pretty sure that there's a problem here. What do I do? Sign, my boss is a fraud with a nice car. Oh, dude, Mm. sounds bad. (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. What do you think our listeners should do? Honestly, I mean, the easy answer is I I think it's time for a new job. I mean, if something, if you are privy to unethical practices, billing practices, bad business practices, and you don't see it a way out, it's time to run. Uh, You run away from that stuff, you get yourself a new job. Um, But there's uh, other things. Totally agree. But let's start with talking about the broader picture. All right. So if you can't run right away, or if you are the kind of awesome person who is committed to change, um, first get your resume ready. But then If you smell something funny at work or don't like how someone above you is acting, it's hard to know what to do, but you need to do some observation, see what's going on, listen to people. And most importantly, you've got to get facts. Um, And you have to also know that sometimes people act sketchy because there's an acquisition going on or bankruptcy or all kinds of things. So we don't always know what's happening when people are acting funny. Yeah, I think I've seen that happen just so often where someone might be acting a little off Mm -hmm. and people jump to conclusions and often it's the completely wrong conclusion. So Mm -hmm. people have like a sense intuitively that something's going on. It makes me think of the four agreements, right? Mm-hmm. One of them is don't make assumptions. <laughs> That's something that I have to remind myself to do, right? And and also with you know clients that I'm coaching, it's like before you jump to those conclusions, are you sure it's time to gather some facts? Yep. And I mean, but if you really do have a sense that there's something shady going on, and if you're being shamed when you talk about numbers, that's yeah. that's like a huge sign to me that you know 
something's going on and, and probably is uncomfortable. And personally, I wouldn't want to work for a leader like that. Mm-mm. In the best companies, there are not topics that are off the table. So if you say, you know, I'm a salesperson, our pricing seems really off and clients aren't liking how things are priced and they're not responding. That's a data point. If the company's not willing to hear that, then there are some bigger issues and communication issues. But publicly shaming of like, why would you say that? Yeah, I don't don't want someone who's going to make me feel badly for having an opinion. No, for sure. It's a huge red flag. And if you can't talk to your boss, it's time to look for a new boss. If that basic communication isn't there, Mm -hmm. it's just not a good foundation. Totally. But sometimes you can find a new boss within the company. Sometimes you've got Sketcharama boss and in another division, there's fabulous, fabulous boss. And sometimes you can find a fabulous boss in another division and be perfectly happy. And it's not a company-wide problem. It's just the wrong person got promoted and you may not want to stick around while that works itself out. So another thing you can do if your manager's unethical is you can go to HR. That's what they're for. Yeah. And if the HR person isn't helpful to you in that situation, I would see that as a real red flag because that is the kind of thing that they should be able to handle with some grace and some dexterity. Yes. And we don't talk a lot about it, but the role of HR is to be both a business partner as well as an employee advocate. So HR advises the company on people things in an ideal situation, but they also are there to help you with your career or with your boss. They're they're a sounding board. And so if you have an inkling and go to HR, they will investigate it and maybe they find it. And then you're not the person who's screaming from the rooftops that someone's not acting properly. And if it's really bad, you go over their head, right? And Mm -hmm. unless you think it's a systemic problem, Mm -hmm. like in Fraud Boss, the CEO, we know he wants to hand over the reins, right? Mm -hmm. This guy's ready to retire. Done. But they wouldn't if they knew that the person who is going to handle the business is perhaps unethical. Mm -hmm. So in that case, you might want to have the courage to be a whistleblower and, Mm -hmm. and alert the CEO on what's going on. That is a choice that you'll have before you just exit gracefully, before you start your search and exit gracefully. I mean, if if it's handled well, then you're going to keep your job and, you know, would be seen as a real advocate for the company. If you are pushed out because of it, that's that's a good sign, right? You don't want to work for a company that (laughs) is not willing to discuss issues as they come up or to address potential concerns. It's just Mm -hmm. not fun to be in that kind of situation. Well, like we said in the beginning, before you get started on this whole campaign, get your resume updated. And right. I, I don't say that in jest. I say you've got to be ready because you are taking a risk. But if your company doesn't see that you're taking a risk on behalf of the company, then that's probably a company that's not very supportive of you, especially in this kind of situation. But so let's say you go to the CEO for our friend fraud boss here. They go to the CEO because they know this person's a good person. They know they are not a sketchy person, but they're kind of blind to the situation. I'd start the conversation really slowly, taking the temperature, seeing, do they want to know? Do they not? You know, making sure that this is something that's going to be received. Absolutely. And if they want to turn a blind eye, you have to respect that and make your own decisions. Mm -hmm. I've seen people 
kind of go off course too, where they can't let go. Oh, yeah. And they start causing drama. Mm-hmm. Don't be that person. That's going to stay with you in your career. So if it's not clean, the best thing you can do is update your resume. <laughs> but then, you know, if you've got the courage, try to address it. Mm-hmm. And if they're not going to work with you, that's really clear. And then you focus on job search. You just want to get out. You want to keep it as clean as possible. If you need to bitch, if you need to decompress, you pick up your friend. You don't do it with the coworker. Right. You pick up the phone and call your friend. Absolutely. So Kat, I'm going in, fraud boss, going in to the CEO. How do they take his temperature? I think, like you said, go in slow, ask some questions, see how he responds to the questions, mm-hmm. and then go ahead and you know say, I've, I've got a concern. I'm coming to you because I've been working here for three years and I respect the company. You kind of lay out your case, mm-hmm. say, I'm not sure if you're aware, but our team hasn't seen bonuses in three years. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But when we bring it up, mm-hmm. we're publicly shamed. And then give a example of that mm-hmm. shaming, right? Be very logical and have your points written down. Whenever you go into a conversation, which we've talked about, mm-hmm. have your points written down on notes that you bring in with you and just be very non-emotional, keep on breathing, slow down your tone. A lot of times we want to speed up when we're in a stressful situation. Uh Use your breath to keep you grounded, feel your feet and stick to your notes and be very matter of fact and be a concerned employee. And how the CEO responds to you or whoever, whichever executive or even HR, Uh how they respond to you, you want to pay attention to. Uh Yep. You want to pay attention to their body language. You want to pay attention to their words. Like, okay, mm -hmm." or if they say active listening, tell me more. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. I'm not aware. And you've got facts. You don't, I felt like it was sketchy when they bought a new house. You don't know. They could have gotten an inheritance. You have no clue. So you go in with your work-based facts. The fact that the person bought a Lamborghini, not a work-based fact. The fact Mm -hmm. that they publicly shamed and in front of everybody in the division, they called Janie a bozo brain. That's fact because the other people in the room could attest to it. Absolutely. You want to pay attention to that and then make your decisions Mm -hmm. based on that conversation. Yep. And pat yourself on the back for being brave. Absolutely. Because because a lot of people don't have the guts to do that. Mm -hmm. So I would say that you have to decide after that conversation uh, how you feel about working there? Um, I, you know, we need our jobs to pay our mortgage and our bills and everything else. But if you're not proud to work somewhere because you think it's shady, then it's time to put together your must have list and start the process. And we're going to say that time and time again throughout this podcast, because ultimately, if you're in a shady place and you're not a shady person, there's not much you can do after you've brought it to the attention. Mm-mm. And you're going to be a target. Absolutely. You need to get the hell out of there as fast as you can if they're not going to work with you. And you know, the same thing goes for if you think something's broken and it's Mm -hmm. not getting fixed. Yeah. If there's a pricing situation or product market fit, most likely you can't control those things. And if it's been brought up and the company's not trying to fix it, it's time to look at the writing on the wall. Yeah. Or to accept, okay, there are these four or five things that are great about this job for me. Mm -hmm. And there are these other two things that I'm I'm seeing as challenges. You have to have a heart to heart with yourself and say, can I live with these challenges? Yep. And then you need to stick with your decision. Mm-hmm. 
but waffling and being caught in the drama or, mm-hmm. you know, the gossip thing, or God forbid, tweeting about it, right? Uh. How many tweets do we see people talking about their companies publicly? It's probably not a good idea to take it to Twitter is, is what I'm saying. <laughs> or any social media. Or, right. I mean, people make really dumb mistakes sharing too much. And when you share about your job and your workplace in a negative light, it doesn't usually go well for you. Mm-hmm. We don't like complainers. I mean, people just do not like complainers and they get a bad rap for their bad behavior. It just always happens. Okay. We are talking about how everything can go wrong, right? Going to this conversation and everything goes wrong and the, the writing's on the wall and then you go and find it, you know, it's time to start looking. But let's talk about what can happen when things go right. Yay. Yay. The good stuff. <laughs> so it'll go well when you have hard facts. And when you go in with the company's best interest in mind, going in being like, I want a promotion. So Jimmy's got to get out of here. It's going to blow up in your face. Going in saying, I'm worried about the company. And if we get audited, there's a problem or our our numbers are going down because of this. Going in with a fact-based company first perspective is going to put you in the best light and help you get heard. Also, Finding a person to talk to for your first conversation to kind of test the waters that you trust will want to see change. Someone that you know that's really ethical. So even if that's not your manager's manager, if it's Jane in operations, but you know that she's got the same mindset and wants to do the right thing, run it by her. Hey, Jane, I've been noticing this. I've been looking at the books. Things aren't right. I'm not sure what to do here. What do you think? Here are my facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your point here, Liz, is that you got to come in with facts and saying how you feel or that your gut feeling on something. This is not the time for leading with feelings. It's the wrong time to do that. You want to have concrete evidence, if at all possible, and just lay out the facts as you see them. And this kind of differs from my boss is an asshole and we can go to the whole asshole episode, but like when your boss is just a jerk for jerk's sake, that's a whole different ball game. This is, there's shady practices going on or practices that are not beneficial to the company that are going on. I want to make somebody aware to help make change. My boss is just a jerk and I hate him. That's different and handle differently because then you can have feelings because it's like he belittles me and makes me feel terrible. But then the facts of like when he said, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's still fact-based, but when you cannot have feelings around it is around when we're talking about unethical practices here, like in the example in our letter. So sometimes when you go to HR or upper management, they can help someone turn around mm-hmm. or to help them leave to leave the company. Mm-hmm. You know, if this is a company that is truly values-based and speaks about their values and someone on their leadership team is of alignment with their values, they're going to address that mm-hmm. if they're constructive leaders. And my question to you, if they don't, do you want to work for a company that's not going to address something that's out of alignment with their values? Yes. But the the way you approach it is everything. Mm-hmm. But when you go to HR and upper management, often they have to open an investigation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they have to investigate it. So we can't 
stress enough that you have to look at who you go to and what their role is. And then it gets handed off. Mm-hmm. Again, why you've got to have the facts because they start investigating and they find nothing, then nothing's going to be done because they won't be able to find it. But that's why having your facts in line and knowing for sure that this is happening is pretty important when you're blowing the whistle, shall we say. Well, you know, also if you're on a sales team and there hasn't been a bonus paid in three Mm -hmm. years and you've been making your numbers, that is a huge issue. Right. So yeah. it, it may not be the right spot. I mean, something's not, something's not right there. Mm-hmm. Um, now we don't know that, right? Right. We didn't get a follow up from our listener here. Mm-hmm. So if I was talking to this person, I would be saying, and has the team made their numbers? We're making that assumption. Sure. Absolutely. Again, back to the do you know that all these lifestyle changes are because he's mm-hmm. getting huge bonuses? You don't. No. People's parents die. Yeah. People receive money, you know, in purely in very legitimate ways that sometimes aren't from work. Right. And people make decisions and they make investments. Mm-hmm. You know, my concern here isn't so much about, you know, them loading up <laughs> their lifestyle changing, but the shaming that concerns me. That's so not constructive leadership. Well, the shaming and if they're siphoning money or you're all of a sudden seeing accounts because they said they got more responsibility. So, oh, wait, they're siphoning money or wait, they're billing that client for for 500 hours when there was only 200 hours worth of work done. Like that's, again, that's concrete evidence and that's Mm -hmm. not okay business practices and needs to be red flagged to someone who's a decision maker. And then if that decision maker has that information and chooses not to do anything about it, that's when you say, okay, over and out. Yeah. Time for me to focus on moving. Mm -hmm. And if you let it, it can tear you apart. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why we said, let's let's do a show on this one because you don't have to play it that way. Mm -mm. You can play it in a way where you keep your integrity and you stay calm and you stay out of the drama and just take one step at a time. And In this day and age, sometimes going back to one step at a time is what you need to kind of get through the day and the challenges that come at you. Well, and you just brought up a great point about the drama because let's use our our example of they're overbilling, right? Mm -hmm. Wait, they're billing 500 hours. We're only working Mm -hmm. 200. And all of a sudden people are seeing the Mm -hmm. billing cycles or clients are coming like, wow, my bill was a lot more. And it's like, uh, I'm the only one working Mm -hmm. on it. And this is what Mm -hmm. I get. So People are going to start talking. And believe me, there is nothing juicier in an office. Well, maybe an office romance than shady business practices. Like, oh, oh my gosh. Did you hear shady, 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 shady? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, nobody's working and mm-hmm. everybody's gossiping. And at that point, that if you're going to be the one to step up, somebody's got to step up. Right. But don't be that person mm-hmm. that adds all that drama to the situation. It's just, you don't want to be that person. And it's okay. Like if you've done that in the past, that's okay. Because when you know more, you do better. When you know better, you do better. So, you know, these situations are out here. It's really easy to get caught up in water cooler conversations. (laughs) And it's better to have those conversations about your concerns outside of the office. 100%. With people you trust, you know, we're going to keep their mouth shut. And protect you because they care about you. Yes. But I will say that when people are all getting 
all right, folks, we're going to do, let's do something about it. Let's, Mm -hmm. I would say that just gossiping for gossip's sake, uh uh-uh, but wait, you've seen it and you've seen it and you've seen it. And every time anyone's Mm -hmm. brought up in a meeting, the boss has been a jerk. Let's gather this all together. And maybe three of us sit down with HR. Mm-hmm. Or three of us sit down with the CEO. So it's okay to be the gatherer of the data and the gatherer of the people towards an action plan. It is not okay to be a player of the telephone with no action plan in sight. Well said. Thank you. Anything else with unethical upper management? You know, I mean, if you sense that it's happening, the best thing you can do for your career is exit gracefully is get away get mm-hmm. away from the drama i mean as gracefully I mean, as possible yeah totally and it's okay to not get involved i think like in that situation where i gather the troops gather the data or exit gracefully mm-hmm. but if you get an exit interview with hr you can say i did not feel like my boss was behaving ethically and there was anything i could do about it and that's why i'm leaving mm-hmm. you can kind of drop that bomb in a very professional way on the way out. And especially if you're going because it's more of a gut feel, you could say, I just didn't feel it, but I didn't have any hard evidence. So there's nothing that I know for sure, but it just didn't feel like a very comfortable situation for me anymore. Mm -hmm. And shaming is never fun. No. No. If a boss treats people poorly, they should lose their people. (laughs) Well, it becomes a real retention issue. Yeah. Right. And that's, uh, that's just a fact. <laughs> that's a fact, yeah. <laughs> All right. So to our friend with the fraud boss, I hope you have a good understanding of what you can and cannot do. Gather your facts. Try to get your, some help and uh, get your resume up to date. And if you've got a problem or a challenge at work that you're navigating, Liz and I would like to invite you to come on the show mm-hmm. and be our guest for some spot coaching. We got an email from a listener who requested that from us this week. And I would love to actually have her on the show and I've invited <laughs> her on the show, but I think that's kind of a vulnerable place to put yourself, right? So what I will say is that our show is not live. It is edited. And if you did decide to be courageous and come and get some spot coaching with Liz and I, Mm -hmm. we would make sure that what we recorded was something you were comfortable with. So we would absolutely do that. So that's one of the the benefits of not being on a live show where you can't really, you can't really edit with a live show, but we can edit out stuff that might be too personal or too Mm -hmm. vulnerable. So that's really kind of the vision of what Liz and I had with this Mm-hmm. When when Liz actually approached me a couple of years ago about this idea, mm-hmm. the idea was let's bring people on and work together because you know we think we can probably help people a little bit. And that's been the the really fun thing about doing the show this year is that we've been getting feedback that it is helpful and we, we would love to take it to another level mm-hmm. and invite y'all to come on the show and talk to us about some of your challenges and mm-hmm. you know you'd get some uh, some coaching from us and. I'm going to go out and say that probably a little bit of follow-up support too. If uh, if you were in a situation that needed a little bit of support, that would be one of the perks of being vulnerable and mm-hmm. and coming on the show with us. So just consider that a standing invitation. Mm-hmm. You can reach us on Twitter at Real Job Talk and all of the other social media. Well, I would say that you can 
come on with your questions like a unethical boss question or get coaching from us so we could talk through the situation live and therefore ask questions and get more details to help people. And you can even come on anonymously where Mm -hmm. we would not share your name. So, I mean, we can even figure out how to mask your voice, perhaps. (laughs) You're going down like a monster. (laughs) With that, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Until next time. This is Real Job Talk, a podcast about jobs, careers, and what's not said at the water cooler. Our website with all Real Job Talk related information is realjobtalk.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topics you'd like to talk about, and Real Job Talk stories. And you may find them featured on a future episode. Use the website or email us at realjobtalk at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at realjobtalk. And on Instagram and Facebook at Real Job Talk Show. My name is Kat Troyer. You can find me on Twitter at Daily Cat. And on LinkedIn, you can find me via Kathleen Nelson Troyer. And I'm Liz Bronson. On Twitter, I'm at Liz Beaks and Salt. And on LinkedIn, I'm Liz Bronson. Real Job Talk is a tech reckoning production. Our producer is John Mark Troyer. Our graphic artists are Lexi and Zachary Bronson. And we're here by the water cooler waiting to talk with you.